the vital way. Where ancient wisdom meets the cutting edge to optimize your vitality and performance. There are no right ways, just better ways. Hello and welcome to The Vital Way. I'm Logan Christopher here and in our third episode here we have the third brother, actually the oldest brother, so maybe the first one. Uh, Cloud is joining us today. Say hello, Cloud. How y'all doing? <laughs> so, like in our previous episodes where I did a bit of an introduction for myself and our other uh, Today Absent Brother Zane, uh, we're going to go into a little bit of detail of Cloud's background, how he got started in this, and really, we have to give him credit, the whole idea for the company started with him. So, Cloud, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm a human, <laughs> and I've always enjoyed working out. I've been working out since I was... 13 or 14 years old. I've always been... A few different supplements back in those days. <laughs> yeah. Um, always been into working out since then. I just loved it right away and kept doing it. Worked out for football in high school. You know, most of what I learned about working out came from Bodybuilding Magazine, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Bodybuilding Encyclopedia. You know, that's what was out there. Uh, information-wise, and that's what I did for a long time. Yeah, I mentioned that in my sort of introduction, all the commercial gym experience, and it started with my brother. He kind of pushed me to play football and to work out in the first place, and while he was kind of naturally good at it, the different body type, I was anything but. <laughs> so he kind of took to it. It took me a while to really get into it sort of through it. Well, Logan, Logan was actually my first client, um, let's just say. <laughs> yes, I remember, <laughs> you know, I, he's mentioned this story before in articles he's written. I don't know if it's been audio any before, but he had the president's physical fitness test coming up in a few weeks in junior high. I remember taking it. I didn't perform very well. But at the time, he looked like an Ethiopian cross-country runner. Uh, his thighs were as big as my forearms. Um, he could not do... Wait, let's just pause on that. Thighs as big as forearms. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of small. Yeah. Uh, so he couldn't do a push-up. I don't remember this. I, I remember well, not okay. chin-up. I believe him. He couldn't, no. he couldn't do a push-up. <laughs> Uh, let's I just, quickly though, right? <laughs> yeah, let's just say in a week or two, I had him doing depth, multiple depth push-ups on cinder blocks, you know? And so basically, yeah, he was my first training client. I remember working the deadlift and the first time I did more than 100 pounds and I felt, wow, I'm getting to the big weights now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was and a good feeling. <laughs> that was my first experience teaching someone. And I don't know, maybe it didn't take hold then, but as I continued to lift in high school, uh, I went through many training partners because nobody I found liked it as much as I did. And I found I did love teaching other people a lot. Um, but no one ever carried the same passion as I did except for my best friend in high school. Um, but then we kind of went our separate ways in our training methods, so that didn't last that long. Um, from there, I continued to work out. At one point, I got sick of bodybuilding, um, realizing all the alternative supplements they were using in bodybuilding. <laughs> um, so I started running and doing only bodyweight stuff. Uh, I, I would trail run, and I hated running. Oh, my God. In football, I hated running. 
But I started running, and unfortunately, I lost a lot of mass and a lot of strength. And well, how were, big were you at your biggest? The most I've ever weighed was 220 pounds. Uh, I'm about 5'9", so 220. I was rather fat. I was working at the boardwalk in Santa Cruz, um, and I worked food service, so I got free fast food. <laughs> Anything I wanted, you know, one meal a day, so I would pile it on. That was good um, for bulking up. <laughs> yeah, so let's just say, no, actually, it wasn't 220, it was 230. I got up to 230, and I remember going, well, this is way too much. And within a month, I don't even remember what my protocol was, but within a month, I was back down to 210. Um, I, mean, I think I just cut out the amusement park food uh and that just slowly melted it away because i was working out a lot i used to work out two and a half hours a day six days a week you know uh and i loved it i would do bench every day too you know oh it's leg day bench first you know (laughs) oh you were one of those guys oh dude you know these were yeah i mean with the you know lack of instruction uh at my high school and you know, just the info that was out there available to us or even mentors or anything just wasn't there. Yeah. You know? The internet wasn't as big there. <laughs> no. So, <laughs> you know. Problems, so. Um, from there, let's see. I think I got back into bodybuilding, let's say. Maybe not as much as before. Um, but I started lifting weights again. But like I said, I never reached the same strength levels I had before. Um during that time, I was consuming massive, well, maybe not massive, but a lot of protein powders. Um, I was... No herbs. No herbs. <laughs> I mean, I was bad. taking stuff like, you know, I was bigger. Conventional. I mean, because of my diet, when we were kids, when I was a teenager, uh, the more money our parents made, the more processed food they bought, the more sodas we drank, the more cookies we ate. You know, I growing up, I considered myself kind of fat, but, you know, other people would probably say, no, you're not, but whatever. Um, so I was taking, like, Xenadrine all the time. Con- for, like, a year or two, I'd be on Xenadrine, you know? <laughs> and then I moved to HydroxyCut, and, you know, I'm taking the protein powders and working out, doing this mm-hmm. and that. I never, never reached any goal I wanted for myself. I never really knew what I wanted, you know? Yeah. So, um, but you spent a lot of money to get there. <laughs> oh yeah, I spent a lot, you know. And I've always, you know, had my own money. I worked hard and had my own money to buy things, and I spent a lot of money on Muscle Tech products, especially <laughs> yes. and Cytodyne products. What were they? Like the, the hydroxy cut, yeah. then they had Nitro Way, uh, Cell Tech, Cell Tech, Cell Tech, the creatine yeah. with carbohydrate. Yes, that stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I remember when creatine first came out, or I first heard of it, and yeah, it it creatine works. Yeah, creatine's good. Yeah, Yeah. some of the other stuff not so much. I don't know how they make it. (laughs) I'm wary of that now, but whatever. Um, So after that, uh, I had moved to Southern California, uh, met some people, became a 24-hour fitness trainer. you know, said that under your breath like you're ashamed. <laughs> uh, so I did that. Uh, you know, I was fair, fairly successful at that. I loved training people and teaching them movements. You know, at the time I didn't realize what I loved. But 
I really liked teaching people. I didn't like selling people. I liked teaching them. Became a personal trainer, uh, worked for Bally's too. Um, and then I went through a period of a few years, didn't do anything. Uh, moved back to Santa Cruz, joined the Army, got sent here, there, left, right. Spent three years in Alaska. Um, That's went, where you started doing CrossFit, right? Well, I got to experience Army PT, right. which, yeah. <laughs> um, which is still quite old school. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they haven't adapted what they're doing much in many years. Well, in, let's just say, where I was, they were still doing old conventional training. I wasn't yeah. infantry, which probably is going to do much more effective stuff. Yeah. Um, I didn't like the way they trained us. I It felt, actually led to a lot of injuries in my... Um, yeah, a lot of bad knee injuries, actually, from running improperly. Right. Um, anyway, so... In the Army is where I found CrossFit in about 2009, uh, and I had actually gone to the HQ here in Santa Cruz before I joined the Army and showed up and thought to myself, oh, I know what I'm doing, <laughs> you know, and drove away, never went back. But once I, re I discovered CrossFit, uh, and since I was in Alaska, there were no gyms, I you know, delved into everything I could online, learned all the movements, um, basically went to the gym, started doing their wads, uh, taught myself how to do kipping pull-ups, which took me a month without instruction. Um, and I really liked it. It was very difficult compared to how I had previously worked out. Um, it just felt more right to me because it was harder. Um, and if you're a CrossFitter, you know about Fran, the benchmark of CrossFit. What's um, in Fran? Fran is 21.15.9 of 95-pound thrusters and pull-ups. Right. I remember the first time I did it, it took me like 11 minutes. And the next time I did it, it took me like 8 mm -hmm. and then 7.30. And the very last time I did it, I think I got like... 359 yeah. or 459. I was pretty happy with myself. Yeah. I'm not a fire breather, let's say. Right. But I've never <laughs> trained uh, CrossFit since I discovered the herbs, actually. Yeah. So I had a little bit. Um, when I got out of the Army, I became a CrossFit coach and started working out at the original CrossFit Santa Cruz, which some people that taught me the correct way to do things and but I was still having nerve problems I couldn't use my uh, left or right shoulder I don't even remember because I used to switch back and forth mm -hmm. uh, my shoulders would hurt so bad if I couldn't do anything so I spent a whole month once doing wads with just one arm and modifying them because I couldn't use one of my shoulders um, a PT told me that this was a nerve problem, not a muscular or ligament problem. So then, I mean, then I realized I had lower back problems. I had neck problems, which actually went all the way down to my hands sometimes. So that started me looking for, you know, alternative things, kind of. Because when you're doing the CrossFit, it was making it worse, right? <clears throat> a lot of times, you'd, you'd try to do a workout and 
Then you'd be in more pain? No. Well, when I was still in Santa Cruz, I mean, besides the shoulder thing, the back was all right. Yeah. Okay, it was the people there kept me in check, kept things right. Then I moved back to Huntington Beach um, in Southern California, and that's where the back kind of went out of control. I didn't have the same people watching me. And, you know, CrossFit, push self, trying to do your PR every push time. Push yourself into pain. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I'm not bagging on it. It's just I didn't, I didn't do it correctly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so the back became a bigger problem. I actually I was a CrossFit coach coaching at a gym, but I was injured all the time. So, and I had found the new experience, new method of working out called Movement Natural mm-hmm. or MoveNet. Uh, got very interested in that, started learning everything I could about that, started practicing, practicing what we could figure out with um, Zane. Uh, basically, you do the 13 natural movement patterns that humans do. You don't ask a tiger to walk like a duck and expect it to look like a tiger. Uh, so once we, I started doing the move net, and that led into some parkour training, um, we did animal movements um, that Logan had introduced us to. We mm-hmm. had kettlebells. Um, so Zane and I basically took pieces from every training system that we did like and thought was very functional. And the funny thing was I trained for eight months with no pain at all. Uh, I had nothing no pain at all. I could train every single day. Again, to me, this is more like skill training than just lifting weights. So that was unique to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where I really fell in love with what you could say is, you know, body weight stuff, calisthenics. Again, the move nat stuff is I still love a lot, but I just don't get a chance to do it all the time. Um, <laughs> And so I got certified in the first class to be a MoveNet trainer down in Southern California. Uh, oh, and was this right around the time when you started taking herbs? Found out about them? Oh, yes, it was, actually. So along with these new movements we were doing, good thing you brought that up. <laughs> I had, Zane called me up one day. You know, we're working out all the time. I am actually, I had started to get down to where I always wanted to be. I always wanted to have abs and, you know, I didn't want to be this huge, massive guy. I want to be ripped, you know. But so he calls me up and he's like, hey, we got to check out this pine pollen stuff. I heard about it when I was in the Marines. I was like, okay. So I Google it. Marines? Are you sure about that? Because he was saying he got introduced at the uh, conference we went to. That's what he told me back in the day. (laughs) You don't even remember. (laughs) Maybe I got it wrong. I don't know. Uh, so anyway, I Google it, I start reading about it, I find a company, start reading about, you know, their info on it, and I'm hooked instantly. I didn't know why, whatever, it just spoke to me. Um, boom, click on the Shilajit, oh my god, the destroyer of weakness, conqueror of mountains, I gotta get this stuff. So I get my first order of pine pollen. You got both those at the same time? I got my first order was pine pollen, shilajit powder, and pine pollen tincture. I started taking those three. Mm -hmm. Okay. So my story goes, I started taking these three products, and 
while still training um, CrossFit and my own stuff, not changing my diet. I had four abs showing when I started taking them. Within three weeks, I could see eight. So that, that was the most incredible thing, like transformation as a trainer that I had ever seen in my life. Um, I was hardly eating. Um, Logan had taught, you know, a bunch of stuff about, you know, like your morning drink you used to do, the mm -hmm. green mix, the lemon juice, this, that. I was doing all the stuff, nutritional stuff Logan had taught. It was just, I couldn't believe the transformation. I was hardly eating. I was going to school. I was bouncing off the walls with energy. Um, and I felt so good all the time. And the herbs literally were like a drug to me. I loved taking them. And, you know, I didn't, you know, I was buying this stuff. I didn't take tons of it. I only took two teaspoons of pine pollen in a day. And I loved when I got to take the droppers and the shilajit. I loved the taste of the shilajit. I could not get enough of it. But I still only took a couple teaspoons a day because, mm -hmm. you know, I was just buying that's, it like anyone else. I Well, that's didn't. what I was recommending. It was only when Zane was digging through some of the research that he found, yeah. like, how the Chinese use what, up to uh, 10 grams a day. Yeah. Three tablespoons. Um, so, yeah, like, everyone was saying, oh, you just take this tiny, tiny amount, which it still works like that, but you can take even more. Yeah. So... And like I said, I discovered some stuff with the shilajit the hard way. Would I'd be out training myself, take a bunch of shilajit before training, and just I could feel my body being drained. But having the shilajit in my system, I could push forward and just continue as far as I wanted. And that was awesome for working out. Um, I also discovered if you take shilajit and don't eat, or maybe it's me personally, if I take shilajit and don't eat, my blood sugar will drop so fast that I will like pass out and fall asleep. Really? <laughs> yeah. And, but then, you know, I was like, what the hell? This is supposed to be for energy. And then I'd eat a meal because snacks didn't do anything. I'd eat a meal and I would shoot through the roof once my blood sugar went back up. And I'm oh my God, this is incredible. And I just loved the, and I tried to get everyone, all of my friends. I was like, oh my God. My Zane started taking the stuff. I was... He basically became a zealot. <laughs> Tell everyone about that. I was buying kilos of the pine pollen and the other products and selling them to my friends and fellow gym members, uh, not for profit, at, you know, at my cost, just to like, be like, oh my God, you've got to try this. You know, I had been taking bodybuilding supplements for nearly 16 years, and nothing, nothing ever worked like this stuff, mm -hmm. you know, it was totally incredible. Yeah, and that's the cool thing about the herbs, they're good for you at the same time, unlike so many <laughs> the who knows what's that are inside so many other supplements out there, you know, from food colorings to artificial flavors and all kinds of stuff, so. Well, it just floors me now like after taking the herbs for a few years and yeah. thinking about what I used to take like just the taste of some of those things <laughs> sickens me now even if I think about what it used to taste like yeah it just makes my stomach turn yeah just so fake it assaults the senses <laughs> <laughs> yeah um 
So that's a cool thing too, because people think oftentimes with herbs, you know, they're not going to be as powerful as you know science, <laughs> right. you know, these supplements that are you know. Uh, but I mean, Cloud's saying here, and from countless customers, you know, these reviews, all of our experiences, you know, this stuff can be very, very powerful. And we have some cool stuff in the future that may be some uh, a little more modern methods of extracting herbs and whatnot that turn them quite a bit more powerful. So got some can... sitting on the table right there, but that's a story <laughs> for another time. <laughs> so to continue, oh, I lost my place, Logan. <laughs> so we got the move mat. You're taking pine pollen and shilajit, telling everybody about them. Selling them. Right, Zane gives me a Christmas present in what? What year was that? 2010? Um, gives me the four-hour work week. I read that book, you know, and I'm not a We're on, like, vacation or something, and he's like, you came back with your mind blown or something? No, 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 that was a different book. Oh, that was okay. a different, different time. <laughs> um, so he gives me four-hour work week. Actually, I had a choice of books, and I picked that one. Um, read that book. It was an excellent book. That book illuminated me to basically how the person I was buying my herbs did it. And I called up Logan and was like, hey, with your internet knowledge and stuff going on, mm -hmm. do you think we could sell herbs online? And I said yes. And like, yeah, figure it out. Because uh, I mentioned this in another one. I was kind of testing him to see if he was actually serious about it. Oh, yeah, because I do talk a lot, yeah. you know. Every, that's Everyone talks, you know. Everyone well, has grandiose ideas. So yeah. That was... But I do talk a lot, and I do believe action speaks way louder than words. Mm -hmm. So I took up the challenge. You found the supplier. I then... found the suppliers. I think we got very lucky to find some very good ones in the beginning because, you know. There's a lot of crap out there. There's a lot of crap out there, and we did find some excellent people to start with. Um, and that's just, you know, and the whole idea, when I was first taking the other company's herbs, I, like I said, I was bouncing off the walls. I felt so good, was doing so much in my life. I, I think I was probably, at the point time, the happiest I ever been in my life. Yeah. And I attribute a lot of it to the herbs, and I wanted other people to experience what I was experiencing. I was so happy I couldn't believe it. Mm -hmm. And I w if the whole world felt this way, you know, it wouldn't be such a bad place. And then once I read 4-Hour Workweek, you know, that to me became what I want to have everyone else experience. You know, not only for working out, I want everyone to feel as good as I felt at that time. Mm -hmm. And so basically... <laughs> We just went from there, and we'll continue to grow. But those original feelings are a big driving force in how I would like the company ran. Mm -hmm. And my emphasis on the way we do things is to, one, not be like other companies, you know. Um, 
we firmly believe nature knows way more than man does. Yeah, we're trying, but there's so much. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy to go through science and you realize we, you know, narrow it down to like one so-called active constituent. And by saying that's the active part, none of this other plant matters, right? Right. It's, just, it's interesting how we do things and, and not saying that that's not an important part of the plant and it may have more activity, but uh, it's it's really hard to narrow things down like this. So there's... So much unknown. Uh, so, yeah, I completely yeah. agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I studied a lot of the Ayurveda side. Mm -hmm. um, and with the move net and we were hiking a lot, being outdoors, you know, it just, everything clicked, you know, that nature knows what it's doing, you know. And we're a part of nature, not separate from it. So, However much we try to be. <laughs> So that's kind know. of what civilization's about, <laughs> right? But that's a whole big subject yeah. in and of itself. So uh, you, you mentioned pine pollen and shilajit. I know we talked about this a little beforehand, but uh, are, are those your favorite herbs? Anything else? Oh, I get I like I get asked that all the time. You know, what's your favorite herb, or what would you take if? And I tell people, you know, if I could only take one herb for the rest of my life. I honestly cannot decide between pine pollen and shilajit. I love both of those so much. Uh, I take both of them every day. I recently got stomach flu or food poisoning mm -hmm. viciously. Um, Seems a lot of people did right around this time. Well, yeah, but uh, I was lying. I could barely get out of bed for most of the day, and but I would take shilajit, and boom, it helped so much. It was freaking awesome. So. Pine pollen, shilajit, but now that we've introduced tongcat, and I've been on tongcat for, I don't know, a good four months, I don't, I would throw that in with the three. I don't know which one I would choose if I could only choose one for the rest of my life. Those are three powerful herbs, hard to really beat that. Yeah, <laughs> but I will definitely say, like, those are the three I will take every day. I uh, have a... Besides cycling tongcat somewhat, right? Oh, yeah, I cycle the tongcat five days on, two days you off. you cycle with pine pollen at all? I view, my personal view, um, is pine pollen is about nutrition. You take the powder more than the tincture? The pine pollen powder is about, the, is about nutrition. Yes, mm -hmm. it will help with hormones. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's totally evident by our, what our customers <laughs> have told us. By experience. Yes. Anecdotal evidence. We don't have science to back it up. No, that's whatever. <laughs> I don't care what science N says. N equals one. To me, <laughs> true knowledge is through experience. Right. Okay, you can't read about something and know anything. You have to experience it yourself. Okay, and I've seen it work for females. I've experienced it myself. Um, I have two pine pollen kids now. <laughs> okay, I know this stuff works. Um, but yeah, I'll take the pine pollen powder is about nutrition. I will take three, four tablespoons a day. Um, I make sure my wife takes it every day. I will take, you know, a little bit of the pitch every day. If I make a mix, I'll use the brown shilajit if I'm going to do a smoothie or a drink. Uh, I will cycle the, the tongcat. I do five days on, two days off. Um, I think the cycling works great. I love to do it Monday through Friday. That I mean, it actually, I, get a, I take a break on the weekend, and when Monday <laughs> gets here, I'm like, yes, I get to take tongcat again. Um, <laughs> I, and, and honestly, I know a lot of you out there cannot stand the taste, but I actually crave the bitterness of Tongkat now. Um, maybe it's just 
all my experience with all these herbs being so bitter that my tastes have changed. Um, that seems to be the general consensus, people getting used to it. Maybe not craving it, but I've heard that from, oh, besides you and several other people, they definitely get used to it and it doesn't bother well, them as you know, much. It's interesting. I, I do believe, you know, taste isn't for our pleasure, necessarily. I mean, yes, it's there to be like, oh, this is good, I want more of this as a human being. But I believe a lot of it is to tell the body what's coming, how to deal with it. Right. Oh yeah, that's that's all throughout Chinese medicine and right. Ayurveda. The importance of the taste, right? And I mean, that's the standard American thing. We got two tastes: salt or three, I guess, if you count the umami, which is done with MSG and whatnot. But oh. uh, <laughs> sweet and salty, nothing else. You got no yeah. bitter, you got no sour. You got oh, my no, daughter loves sweet and uh, salty. Some spicy sometimes. Yeah, yeah not spicy. Uh, <laughs> and it, uh, t- that's the thing. Taste is actually trainable. It's because you have. Most people you know, don't have anything bitter. They hate bitter things or they don't have anything sour. Yeah. They're not used to that. So, so in our Western culture, mm-hmm. if you have sweet and salty and that's what you grow, that's what you crave. Yep. That can explain a lot of you know, the food that's out there now. Um, and in other cultures, they eat bitter things all the time. It's just part of their mm-hmm. culture. They grow up with it. So, and I've, you know, met those customers that are like, bam, oh, this is fine. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, cause I do warn people. Yeah. Cause a lot I, of, people, I try to overplay how bad it's going to be. So yeah. hopefully it's not, it's like, man, this is the most foul thing you've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> you do that, then there's like, eh, I mean, it's bad, but it's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> but if you underplay it, then that can turn off. <laughs> yeah. But I do believe tasting your herbs is a big part of it. Yes, maybe you put it in a smoothie and cover it up a little, right? But you're still tasting it. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Well, we're about to wrap up. What would you say... Just as far as the future, some ideas, uh, what you like, where you'd like Superman herbs to go and what's coming down the pike, you know, besides well, unveiling our secrets. <laughs> I, I want us to be different than other companies. I want us How's to that? be, keep that in mind. Nature knows what it's doing. Man doesn't really know. <laughs> um, so using nature as a guide. Oh. Between us three brothers, I firmly believe in the traditional native peoples. Um, I can do, let's say, a Western A. Price diet, a high-fat diet. I can live off fat, and mm-hmm. that's just me. Um, and I do believe the way traditional people ate back in the day without technology, and they had this knowledge of herbs and fermented well, foods herbs, and this. Herbs weren't really thought of as separate than food oftentimes. Right. There was I, no class between food and medicine. It was it's blended together. Right, and that's how I view them. When people like tell me, ball. I forget to take our herbs, I go, did you forget to eat? <laughs> no, you didn't. That's, so, anyway. So my... <laughs> What I want for the company is to be different. I want us to be different um, and do the right thing, you know. It's not always about money. You know, the less we worry about money, the more will come. Um, I, you know, want us to grow and get bigger so we can spread our message uh, of just, you know, be happy. (laughs) And help more Train freaking awesomely. (laughs) <laughs> with these herbs, uh, man, I'm just getting happy talking about this stuff right now. Um, 
So yeah, just look for, we got a lot of crazy things coming down the pipeline. Quite a few projects in the works. Probably too many. Probably but. too many. We're probably spreading ourselves too thin, but yeah. we will focus, get them out, um, yeah, and just look for us in the future. All right. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you would do us a favor, if you enjoy this information, just head over onto iTunes, leave a review, helps other people find it so we can help spread this message. Of course, tell other people about Superman Herbs and what we're doing here on the Vital Way podcast. Thank you, and we'll talk to you next time.